It is Thursday, the uh, 21st day of April, 2022, and I hope you all enjoyed 420 and consumed as much of that um, ganj, Mary Jane, sticky icky, whatever you call it, uh, as much as you can. Me, uh, I can't really smoke anymore. I don't know what it is. As I've aged, I can't seem to get high anymore without eating way too much or just passing out on my bathroom floor. It's terrible. Um, don't recommend it. So by the time you hear this, uh, the Celtics will be up two games to none versus the Nets. Kyrie will still be a, a petulant a child who loves attention. Uh, surprisingly, Kevin Durant made a very salient point the other day when he said that fans that react the way that, you know, sort of like the Celtics fans have. Uh, because when a player leaves, it's like he takes a piece of them, uh, the fans, with them when they go. It's a bit too deep, but I don't think he's too far off. I think, you know, it, we just feel burned, scorned, if you will. So, um, talking about nunchucks, igloo coolers, Ronaldo, Herschel Walker, Musk versus Twitter. Florida versus Disney. That's all right here, right now, on episode 115 of Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less than average podcast on the internet, with a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. What is up? How are you? Hope you're doing well. Um, back after a uh, brief sojourn, if you will. Uh, last week was was not ideal. Uh, I'm I've had a fucking cold now for a week and a half. It sucks. I hate it. Uh, it's not the Rona. I've tested multiple times, only because, you know, um, I keep hearing, oh, this person uh, may have it. This person may have it. So I was like, yeah, all right, fuck it, whatever. And then the other night, I went to take some some Dayquil, and uh, I couldn't taste it. it. It was like a menthol-coated thing, and I couldn't taste it, so I immediately panicked. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I had to go to the doctor in the morning, so I'm like, "All right, well, let me let me test it again." And, you know, negative all three times, but whatever. It's not the point. So <clears throat> I felt like shit last week. Started a new job, uh, weird hours, not ideal, and so um, so I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not even not even gonna do the show mainly because nobody gives a fuck anyway. I have four listeners. And I, you know, I think those four could get by without an episode. I really do. So I said, fuck it. And here I am uh, back again to, to, uh, to bring literally nothing to the table, right? But right off the top, I wanted to, to ask, ask the audience, right? Is uh, is increased earwax a sign of aging? Pretty fucking gross, huh? But all of a sudden, I am a diligent ear cleaner. Diligent. And uh, and maybe it's related to my um, my cold, but over the last couple weeks, well, actually, it's probably before I I got the cold, but. You know, I stick that Q-tip in there and in the left ear first, 
always left then right. And so the left ear comes out, you know, the, the usual, uh, you know, post-shower cleaning. No big deal. But then, for whatever reason, I go to the right ear, pull that thing out, and it is just... I have to get another Q-tip to finish the job. What the fuck is that? It's gross. So does that happen as you get old? You just... You, your ears start to produce... All, all kinds of fucking shit. I don't like it. I don't care for it. <clears throat> um, when last we spoke, um, I mentioned that I was going to be officiating a wedding. My 12th wedding. Uh, went off without a hitch. Uh, went great. Fun wedding, which is probably where I got this cold. But uh, regardless, and I know I talked about a, a previous the, the previous wedding that I went to about a month ago, <clears throat> and how there was a guy there dressed, you know, not appropriately for a wedding. The guy was wearing uh, like a Hawaiian, a short sleeved Hawaiian shirt, untucked with like ratty khakis and and boat shoes. He looked like he was fresh from Margaritaville in Times Square. I sound like shit. I apologize. Anyways, it got me thinking. Because at this last wedding, there's a dude that shows up and he's wearing uh, Carhartts in like a flannel shirt. And I'm like, why is there always one guy at every wedding dressed like he's never been in public before? Is that a rule? And I was trying to think, okay, at my wedding, who was that? And I... and. Honestly, I couldn't think of one. I'm certain that there probably was one, but I couldn't think of one off the top of my head. But at the same time, it just seems that that seems to be a thing. So I'm going to another one in May, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm very, I highly, highly doubt there's going to be one of those guys at this wedding, just because I don't want to say it could be a little foo-foo, but it could be a tad highbrow. Not because the the couple is foo foo and highbrow. I'm just I'm just thinking it could be a tad foo foo or highbrow, which is a wonderful term. So I had mentioned uh, in the intro a couple things that I was going to talk about. One was nunchucks, and I come to find out uh, last week that um, when I was down in Florida. Uh, the hotel that we were staying at, there was a security guard there. And the security guard carried around a pair of nunchucks, as if he's fucking um, Michelangelo. Apparently this guy was like in his late 50s, early 60s. And uh, he, he, perform he performed a uh, nunchuck routine uh, for, the, for, for the group that uh, my wife was with. I missed it. I'm so goddamn mad that I missed the old man doing a nunchuck routine in the middle of a shitty, uh, you know, residence in, in Orlando, Florida. It, but at the same time, it's all very apt. <clears throat> of all the places that you can imagine a security guard carrying some nunchucks, uh, it would be at uh, a fucking shithole hotel in Orlando. It just fits so perfectly. Fucking Florida. There's going to be a lot of Florida talk. I'll get to that later. But something else that would kind of fit um, into Florida is that there's a the place that, that my wife and I go, to, go for breakfast every weekend. And there's a guy that I've seen multiple times now. He comes in uh, and sits at the counter. And he takes two stools, one for himself and one to place his uh, small igloo cooler. I thought it was weird at first. I thought maybe he brought like his own cream or his own butter or his own syrup, something. I don't know. He wanted to keep it on ice so that when he had his breakfast, it was there. It was ready to go. No. He basically <laughs> uses it as a purse, more or less, because... He opens the top, and inside, he's got, like, his glasses case, 
his wallet, and God knows what else. It's a very, very small igloo cooler. But honestly, I'm thinking to myself, how do you get... At what point in your life do you say to yourself, gee, you know what would, would make things a whole lot easier for me is, is if I carried a cooler literally everywhere. Really strange. And I wonder if maybe he just kind of does that to to disguise his stuff, like while he's like in a, in, I don't know, anywhere and leaves it in the car and doesn't want people to think, oh, hey, that's just a fucking cooler. There's nothing valuable in there. No, it's his wallet. I don't know, maybe he carries around like gold doubloons or something. Who knows? I took a picture of it. I might have to include that. Um, and I'm sure he's a swell guy. I mean, I don't know. He's an older gentleman. But it was just fucking odd. Like, what, what are you doing here, pal? Is this at all necessary? Uh, get a backpack instead. I can see, like, going back to my theory about, um, you know, it, it being in his car. Backpacks in cars typically, I don't say typically, but can be a target for thieves. Sticky-fingered thieves. So I don't know, maybe that's his thinking. Uh, what else? You know, there's a lot going on. Nothing that, you know, I'm eminently qualified to discuss. But again, that's uh, kind of the whole point of this program, right? So that Shanghai, China is uh, once again on a COVID-related lockdown. But as the Chinese are wont to do, boy, when they lock shit down, it's uh, you need permission to breathe in Shanghai. Which sucks for the residents of Shanghai. It's not the entire city. At least I don't think it's the entire city. But it's a fairly large swath. And I don't, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should kind of take a peek at what's going on off the coast of Shanghai. Which is a gigantic clusterfuck of um, container ships, cargo um ships and whatnot. So get ready for yet another supply chain, uh, fuck all bullshit shit. Get rid, because that's coming. The reliance on Chinese everything really needs to be reined in. We got to do something about it. I don't know what, I don't know how to fix it. Because obviously you can't because, you know, inflation, quote unquote, inflation is through the roof. So the price of literally everything is doubled, tripled. This is just going to be another excuse for uh, for business to just raise prices and blame the supply chain. In some instances, that may be accurate, but for the most part, it's bullshit. It's gouging. Don't listen to anybody when they're telling you that it's inflation. Some of it, sure. Most of it, no. But, you know... You need a convenient scapegoat. So you you blame inflation. You blame the Democrats. You blame the president. Blah, when really, it's the, it's the Chinese are number one. Nah, not really number one. They're, they're 1A. 1B is, you know, giant multinational global corporations. Seeing a loophole that they can take advantage of. So we're going to charge people more. And now the uh, COVID lockdown is just causing more issues. So... There's more information that you probably knew and that you probably didn't need to hear from a moron. But it's my fucking show. Another thing that uh, that's happened since we last spoke. Uh, the mighty West Ham United has advanced to the semifinals of the Europa League tournament. We are fucking massive. Massive. I mean, honestly, it was a thrashing. Uh, the second leg against Lyon. A absolute 3-0 thrashing. But 
Uh, it wouldn't be West Ham if it if there wasn't an issue, uh, as we've lost now yet another center back, Issa Diop, uh, out for the year. So he's our third center back that we've lost this season. Not ideal. So I'm predicting a uh, formation change for this weekend. We're playing Chelsea. It would be nice if we could win or at least pick up a point. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's soccer talk right there. Get on board, folks. Get on board. It's fucking fun. It's fun. So I had mentioned <clears throat> uh, Musk versus Twitter, and that this was a uh, rather large point of contention in the cesspool that is the Twitter sphere last week where uh, Elon Musk allegedly made a bid to buy Twitter and then Twitter responded by putting some kind of poison pill. I didn't really read that much into the the Twitter response. Uh, I was more interested in the in how people on Twitter reacted to Elon Musk uh, potentially buying the business. And so much so that I wrote about it on the blog on Friday. It's on the blog. You can check it out. You can also check out the new single from Machine Head in that same blog. Fucking thrash your face off. Love it. Um, But, I mean, it's just, it's one of these things where people get so fucking worked up about rich people. And and I've talked about this before, the deification of of the wealthiest people for no good reason, really. And it's not as if... I don't think Elon Musk is this evil monster that uh, a lot of people make him out to be. I think he's a, a socially awkward uh, attention whore where he loves the fact that he's rich. He loves the fact that he's smart. And he thinks that because of those two things that he needs to be, that everyone needs to pay attention to him all the time. And a lot of people do. Like way too many people uh, do. And, and you can see how much he likes Twitter because every time he tweets something, he gets a million likes and, and tons of people you know, retweet his shit, whatever it is, however innocuous or dumb or, or just nonsensical, doesn't matter what he's going to, he's going to get a response, which is what he is, what's he, what he's fishing for. That's what he likes. But I mean, look, it, you, you got one side of the argument saying, well, if he's going to spend that money, he could solve world hunger. Okay, well, he couldn't. I don't care how much money he has. It's just not It's not a feasible thing because it's not just, it's not as if, you know, Elon Musk can donate $45 million to, quote, end world hunger, end quote. There isn't one faction that's going to be able to just go ahead and do that. It's simply not possible. Uh, he donated recently $5 billion to, to, um, to one charitable organization to help feed people, hungry people. I didn't, and again, this is where my research is lacking, but this is why it's a terrible program. But it's his money. He can do whatever the fuck he wants with it. And if he wants to buy Twitter for some weird fucking reason, he can. But the the anti-Musk crowd, boy, oh boy, you would think that he was, uh, you know, creating an an army of sentinels to go around and kill, I don't know, people's parents. Just the reaction. It's unbelievable. Okay, yeah, he's not the best guy. He's just a fucking rich weirdo. And if you ignored him, he'll probably fucking stop. Like, Howard Hughes was a filthy rich person, but he was a recluse and never came out of the hotel that he fucking lived in. So much so he ended up buying the hotel so he wouldn't have to leave. But even that guy loved attention. But he never fucking came out of his house. He was a recluse. He was weird. Socially awkward. That's what most of these fucking people are. 
but because we pay so much attention to them because of their wealth, you know, it becomes one of these, uh, it's theater. It's, I don't know. I, I lost my train of thought. But man, I just don't see the point getting all worked up about somebody wanting to buy that fucking cesspool of a website. I, I, and I love it. But I mean, it literally serves no good purpose. I read an awesome article in The Atlantic today about uh, how social media has contributed to the stupidif- stupidification. I don't even think that's the right word, but how it's literally made America stupider since 2010. And it was fascinating. And if he could get rid of it, which he can't, if he could get rid of the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, comment section on YouTube, comment section in like newspaper websites, if he can get rid of those things, things would probably be a bit better. Because then it would force people to have to, you know, if you're going to talk shit to somebody, you have to do it in front of their face. But that'll never happen. So I found that whole thing, I found it interesting, you know, whether or not it was, it was, uh, I don't know, interesting to anybody else. But I, I found that argument between the two sides very interesting. Because, again, because you had the opposite side, you had the right screaming about how, uh, you know, he was going to save Twitter and this, that, and the other. Well, save it from what? And then the left saying that he should be doing something better, quote unquote, with his money. Whatever. Um, The mask thing. The mandate was supposed to end this past Monday. But on the same day, a 35-year-old federal judge in Florida, there's Florida again, uh, who never tried or heard a case prior to uh, to being appointed by Donald Trump. Uh, she happened to work for Don's uh, law firm uh, and had once been a clerk for Clarence Thomas. So she was ripe for being appointed a fucking federal judge. Now, it's not as if she didn't know the law. I'm sure she does. She was only a lawyer for about nine years, but never really stepped foot into uh, she never presided, no, presided. Jeez. she never participated in an actual case. She never heard a case. She never was a judge, nothing. So she doesn't belong in her position. And that part shouldn't really be argued. Let's be fair, okay? Let's, let's, let's be reasonable and let's be fair. And she is not qualified for the position that she is in. However... What she did is exactly what checks and balances are for, which is the, uh, the in this case, the judicial uh, kept the executive branch in check and said, nay, this is not uh, going to fly. So, like, do I really give a shit about it? No, I didn't really care. But apparently, you know, having to wear a mask on a plane... Is, uh, is the single worst thing ever in the minds of far too many people. So he had uh, one side yelling and screaming, including the fucking, if you've seen the videos of mid-flight, the pilot, there was, I think it was Alaska Airlines. Pilot comes on and says, this is the most important moment of my life. You don't have to wear a mask anymore. And the whole plane erupts, except for one dude who's like, Sitting there, probably asleep with a fucking mask on his face and his no- noise. Uh, I almost had nose-canceling headphones. Hmm. Nose-canceling headphones. And the guy sat there and probably didn't hear what, what this fucking stupid-ass pilot had to say. It's like, oh, great. That guy's flying the plane? Terrific. Settle the fuck down. It's an inconvenience. It's not the end of the fucking world. But it's really incredible to me incredible to me still that a massive swath of society cannot take being asked 
to wear a literal piece of cloth on their face for a, uh, I don't want to say extended period of time, uh, but a handful of hours. No one likes it, but it, again, is an absurdly minimal inconvenience to create a layer between myself and your shit breath. You want to keep wearing it? Fine. You don't? Fine. But man, making it out to be like this, it just again, it's just one of these fucking things that you, you plant your flag in something and you stick to it and it's stupid. Boy, oh boy. And it was going to end anyway, which is the, you know, they pushed it back two weeks, uh, presumably to prepare uh, places and organizations that still had the mandates in place for the inevitable shitstorm coming their way. So congratulations to the uh, latest uh, you know, victory for the disenfranchised right wing of America. Congratulations. Yay. And then also, again, and I hate to be this guy in the middle, but it's it's just it it's it's a fact because you had way too many people on the other side just screaming about uh, how fucking awful and stupid people who were uh, celebrating this are. I mean, I wouldn't call them I wouldn't call them stupid. I'd call them awful. I wouldn't think I'd call them stupid. I would call them awful. There's just no empathy. Again, but I mean, that's... Uh, a lot of people in this country completely lack any sort of sense of empathy. It's a shame. So Florida, nice job. Way to go. Yay. Uh, you did something else again. So now, Florida, we're under something new. You need... So now that the mask thing is over, now what? Now what are you going to do? Who are you going to fucking... Who are you going to hate now? Well, let's go down to Florida again, because now apparently math is racist. So they're trying to get rid of math somehow. Uh, they've one county down there just banned 50 books. Basically anything uh, by a black author, a gay author, a trans author banned in the schools, which whatever, it's fine. Uh, it, 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 it's You're going to ban all these books and all these people. It's like... So you say to the parents that are crowing about, uh, you know, books in schools that are teaching this and teaching that, and you ask them, okay, well, do your kids have cell phones? And if they say, yeah, of course they do. Well, what the fuck do you think they're doing with their cell phone? Hello? They're probably looking up worse shit than what's in these books. But what? I digress. So apparently Disney is uh, the current target. Disney. They have the audacity to say that gays exist. So their leader, Trump light, Ronnie DeSantis, is trying to uh, strip Disney of their special status to basically self-govern part of Florida. Walt Disney World Resorts. So that whole 25 square mile area, I don't know. The funny part is that this was already being discussed, as there are apparently six other pseudo-self-governing districts in Florida. And as the Florida GOP is uh, hoping to chop it all up in red, red line style to make sure the blacks and the libs get owned. If uh, Apparently, if the district is dissolved, the responsibility of fire, trash, recycling, wastewater, etc., then falls to the counties, and more specifically, the taxpayers in said counties. So to, quote, punish, end quote, Disney, the state is willing to raise the tax bills of those residents in those counties by thousands of dollars. Solid plan. What the fuck do they care? They don't. It's just disguised as fighting socialism or some, something else that's equally as stupid so that the lowest common denominator will keep the right in office. You haven't heard about the other large special districts in Florida because they likely fall in line with the party. The Central Florida Expressway Authority, which uh, it's just the highway department. They get paid by the government. So uh, the Orlando Airport, Daytona Motor Speedway. Yeah. And that place where you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. 
and elderly fucking the villages. That's right. Upside down pineapples, golf carts, STDs, and fucking Republicans. <laughs> Literally fucking Republicans. Oh, man. I mean, that place is fucking, that's a wild place. If you're not familiar with the villages, look into it. It's wild. Aside from the airport, none of these are massive employers. But then again, Disney gets most of their labor from out of state anyway. So it's very, I'm curious to see what their reaction is. But this is all fucking theater. It always is with this fucking guy. There's very little actual governing going on. It's all these uh, giant proclamations of how uh, they're being wronged and how whatever the fucking boogeyman is of the day. But, you know, to be fair, the vast majority of politics in 2020, there's very little governing going on. But in this in this particular case, this guy just wants to be Donald Trump in the worst way. You can see it on his fucking smug-looking face. He just could actually be dumber. You know, at least at least Trump was like smart enough to uh, to surround himself with somewhat smart people that you know they were doing shitty things, but you know they, they were smart enough to. To, to get away with it. This guy doesn't have the same national appeal, right? He doesn't. He's trying. But man, oh man. And then, of course, today, what, what happens is that the Florida House approves the government redistricting uh, plan to gain three more, four more seats for the GOP, potentially, and uh, eliminate three uh, Democrat seats. Uh, in the in the house, so you know that's that's what it all comes down to. But they love these smoke screens, all these fucking smoke screens, so that people pay attention to to this dumb shit. Fucking Florida, it's terrible. Because look, the people of Florida—they're nice people. Not all of them, but I would say the vast majority of them are nice people. But man, but just, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? I don't, un I just don't, uh, I don't get it. You know, I was going to talk about Herschel Walker, but I, I just can't. This has been. I've already. I've already tried to be too serious and too. Uh, I don't know, political, which is what I don't want to do. But that look. Do yourself a favor. Look up what's going on with Herschel Walker because that's fucked up. He's an idiot, flat out. He's a. He's not a smart person. Awesome running back. Love the man. Shouldn't say that. Love the running back, Herschel Walker. Like the man, meh, a little much. Without him, though, there's no Cowboys dynasty. So thank you, Herschel. Appreciate it. Um, fucking fool, fooled the Vikings into into that deal. Yikes! But there was a story the other day about a uh, sarcophagus that was buried. That was found, I should say, 65 feet below the floor of the Notre Dame Cathedral in, uh, in France. 65 feet below the central spot inside of the fucking church. Which has been there since the 1100s. The funny part is, right? They find this fucking thing, and it's literally buried amongst a bunch of pipes that had been there since, like the, 
Who the fuck knows? When did they say? Uh, since the 1800s. Pipes. The funny part about this whole thing is that they still don't know how this fire happened. The fucking, uh, the fire in uh, 2019 where the spire collapsed. Still trying to determine the cause of the fire, which is really odd. And, you know, now they're going to open this fucking thing. And it makes me wonder, has anybody ever seen Indiana Jones? Have you seen these movies where they open these fucking things up? And next thing you know, all fucking hell breaks loose? What are you doing? Just leave the fucking thing alone. Awful. And they're re- rebuilding this thing basically off the back of uh, public donations. Oof. Little thing's just very odd. Just, just leave it closed. Like I, again, I don't understand why you mess with shit. Why? It's like the same thing with the, with the tombs in Egypt and the pyramids and stuff. People going in them. Leave it alone. Just let these dead people just be dead and sit there and and not have to. I don't know. Be trifled with. You, you just you're you're asking for trouble. I think. I think. I don't know. I just I just find it very odd. Um yeah. So, I put out uh, a call for uh, voicemails the other day. I was looking for I I asked for the best or worst advice that you had ever received. And I asked that because the other day, the other day, I was reading um, something about how the youth uh, of America are not are, are not following their dreams, quote unquote, um, despite being told incessantly to follow their dreams. And it was like, okay, so what sort of advice are they being given other than follow your dreams? And it got me thinking, okay, so I've, I've heard that multiple times. And it's, okay, well, you, you need to be doing what you love. You, know, you need to set your goals and, and you know, achieve what you want. And you know, I've never really received any sort of single piece of advice that was so poignant and so um, insightful that I've held on to it for years. Now, literally, the only thing that comes to mind is, um, years ago when I was uh, working for the uh, Plymouth Pilgrims baseball team, rest in peace, uh, the guy who ran the team, Dave Dittman, he's the closest thing to a, a, a mentor that I think I ever had. I only say that because I, I, he was a fascinating guy, very smart, but weird as fuck. And his approach to sales was literally... Just show up. That was it. But Dave was the kind of guy that would just knock on somebody's door, anybody's door, and come out with a sale, no matter what he was selling. The guys, honestly, fascinating individual. But that's that's what he told. He, I worked for him, and that's one of the things that he taught me, quote-unquote, was just show up. Not everybody can just show up, but that's the first step to selling, basically. I don't know. If you're doing, if you're knocking on doors and selling shit, it's just show up. So, you know, I was hoping for, uh, you know, as, as with most things with this program, I was hoping for more. However, uh, I got one excellent voicemail from best friend of the show, basically, Donnie. Thank you, Donnie. Uh, And um, that was it. But I have another voicemail from other best friend of the show, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. From a couple weeks ago that I have been completely neglecting to play. Another excellent voicemail. So uh, we're going to do Donnie's first, 
and then we'll do Andrews. Uh, so check it out. Hey, Dave, uh, Donnie here. I uh, saw your post about uh, worst advice you received and wanted to chime in. Now, uh, this isn't maybe the worst advice I've ever received, but it's one I receive frequently and I fucking hate it. Uh, this is on the golf course specifically, where if I hit a bad shot and someone who, or anybody really, it's just your average golfer says, ah, keep your head down, uh, that's not the fucking solution, sir. Um, maybe it is for you, maybe it is for anybody, and I know it's just a common thing, but like, for me personally, that's, don't, don't give me that advice, don't give me advice on the golf course, I'm not like a serious golfer or anything, I just like to go have a good time, I shoot a decent numbers, like in the, you know, high 80s, um, but honestly, like that, that, that's not the solution, and don't give me advice, I don't think anyone is justified to give any advice unless you're really close to someone, or Maybe someone just started the game. Anyway, I'm not going to ramble on too longer. The topic is keep your head down, hate it. Love to hear what your take on it is. Ta-ta. Always wanted to do that. Later. Donnie bringing the heat. Nice job, buddy. And the ta-ta at the end was uh, just the, the cherry on top. Listen, getting advice from your friends or whoever is in your uh, – your your group. Don't don't do it. And he is so unless you ask for it, don't give it. And also, I I love how Donnie casually throws in that he shoots in the high eighties. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Donnie Washburn, I get a feeling is a. Sneaky good athlete, and it pisses me off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the whole yeah, keep your head down. No, no, shut up. You know how I could shoot better if you fucking shut your mouth. Go away. <laughs> oh, golf course advice. Oh man, is that bad? Again, if you ask for it. Like if you're playing with somebody that's better and that you know is better and you say, hey, you know, take a look at my swing, take a look at my shot, let me know what I should do better. Fine, done. But if if I go up there and crank one uh, into fucking, you know, deep left field into the woods, don't say, oh, well, you know, uh, your, your your front foot was, was way behind, uh, your backswing is lagging, uh, keep your head down, like shut up. Nobody wants that. All right, you're not a, you're not a, a a PGA teaching pro. You're a fucking fat schmo like me who happens to hit the golf ball occasionally better than I do. Pound sand, you and your fucking advice. Keep your head down. My father used to fucking say that to me all the time. <laughs> like, Dad, I can't put my fucking head any further down than it already is. What what do you want me to do? My swing stinks. It has nothing to do with my head. <laughs> hey, Dave. It's your best friend, Andrew, here. I know it's been a little while, but uh, actually, you know, I started a new job, had to kind of go balls deep in that, focus on doing everything the right way. But, you know, the dust has settled, and uh, I'm here to complain about something I've learned with my new job. So... My complaint, I guess, which is probably tough to relate to unless, like, you're doing the job specific to me. But um, I started estimating jobs for uh, landscape projects, um, such as, like, patios, you know, installations of new plants, etc. And uh, my complaint is that I get these people who tell me, hey, I want to get a fall cleanup for my yard or I want to get a spring cleanup, so can you come give me a price? And I get out there. And they're like, you know what, actually, why don't you give me a quote for an entire new fence? Uh, and, you know, I'm not sure which kind I like, so give me a quote for three different types of fencing. And uh, while you're at it, uh, you know, why don't we, like, get a quote for planting a tree? Let's do a quote for a fucking pool. You know, even though you are – there's no way they're not going to – there's no way they're going to buy it, you know? Like, I'm going to give them a quote. 
they're going to see, like, five digits for a pool or, like, you know, some shit like that, and they're going to be like, all right, I'm all set. And it's just wasting my time. So I I guess my complaint is why are people so stupid? Like, you know, why you know you're not going to spend the money, so don't waste my time and don't waste yours. Anyways, great to talk to you, Dave. I'll catch you. I am so mad that I didn't play that before. Oh, my God. Give me a quote for a fucking pool. Oh, that's great. Listen, I may not be, uh, you know, estimating landscape jobs, but let me tell you, it's very similar in the in the sales world where you work with a client, you talk to them, you, you do a little probing, you figure out what it is they're working on, what it is they need, you give them a quote, and then they either ghost you or, you know, I mean, obviously the ghosting is, that's prevalent. In my uh, sales experience, I haven't actually had to, at least not for a while, I haven't had a sales job where I physically had to, you know, go to uh, to the client and give them a quote for, for whatever. When I was selling steel, I had to do that, and that sucked, because mainly I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I wasn't balls deep in the job. So I sucked at it. Plus, it sucked anyway. But spending all spending a bunch of time putting a quote together and then for the person to not respond or to, you know, pick it apart or reject it out of hand, it's the fucking worst. And it, But at the same time, though, and Andrew, here's a, here's a piece of advice. Shitty advice. Uh, sales are terrible. So get out if you can. <laughs> Run as fast as you can. Sales is awful. There has to be a way to sort of mitigate that, though, I would imagine, right? So if they call you asking for a quote for a spring cleanup and you show up and they start rattling off shit, you know, for for a bunch of other crap, I, I would say that you do it for one or two things. And then after that, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to, you know, come back. I'm here to give you a quote for this. I don't have the time to to give you a quote for the fucking pool that you're not going to buy. You know what I mean? I would say that's probably one way to do it. But then again, it it would that person would probably call your company and be like, oh, this fucking guy, Andrew, wouldn't give me a quote for the fence or the fucking pool. It's just that, you know, some people are not considerate of other people's time. And it goes back to what I said earlier about empathy. It's just if somebody shows, if somebody takes the time to show up to your house and and help you and try to sell you something within reason. If you're going door to door selling windows or electricity or something like that, you I mean I'm not answering the door. And if I did, you're not going to sucker me into standing here. No, 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 no. Ain't going to happen. But be respectful. You know, don't don't. You can ask questions and say, "Okay, could I do this? Could I do that?" Don't waste this person's time, especially Andrew's time, because I like him. Seems like a wonderful guy. He's probably very sad that uh, spring is coming because Andrew spends a lot of time skiing, according to his Instagram. I don't understand skiing, but that's just me. But yeah, that's fucking crazy. Don't do that. And don't do sales. It is Thursday. It is time for everybody's favorite part of the program. It's almost over. And three gripes. Gripe number one, aliens. Why is it that it's assumed that all aliens are these brilliant intergalactic travelers? We see random lights or fast-moving objects in the sky, and it's always aliens. 
I've maintained for a, a very long time that uh, if there was extraterrestrial life visiting Earth, that we would have uh, known about it by now. Now, does that mean that it's never happened? I don't know. But if it has happened, it's they're not these brilliant intergalactic travelers. They're morons that, you know, crashed in in New Mexico completely by accident because uh, their ship is a piece of shit and it just so happened to end up here. <clears throat> That's the thing about aliens that gets me, right? It's always, they're always uh, superior beings. And quite frankly, they probably are, but I don't think all of them are. I would venture a guess that there's quite a few that are just dumb. You know? So every time there's a, a strange light in the sky, it's an alien, and then people freak out, like, oh, they're coming! Okay, well, if they do, fine, let them. Like, let's settle down. Nothing you can do. I just don't see the, uh, like, why you'd spend that much time thinking about them and assuming that they're here or waiting for them to arrive. Um, it'll happen when it happens. And it, it's probably already happened. Like, that that weird show with um, uh, Steve the Pirate, who plays the alien that, like, uh, you know, takes on human form and tries to, like, be part of society. I bet that's, like, kind of already happened. Maybe not to that extreme or to that uh, entertaining level. Who knows? But whatever. Aliens. Meh. Whatever. Gripe number two. Ohio. Listen, Ohio, no one wants to move to your fucking state. There's billboards all over in, in random ass places. Commercials popping up on the TV in equally as random places. All hyping up the benefits of Ohio. One of which is a 0% corporate tax rate. There's nothing more resonating to the middle class than knowing the company you may work for in Ohio isn't paying any corporate tax. How exciting. In fairness, they, they have others that mention the cost of living being lower than Austin, Texas, and New York City. So very insightful. They take two places where people actually want to live and say it's expensive. Shocking. And then they compare it to some place where nobody wants to live, Ohio, and say that it's cheaper. Shocking. I guess if you're into a place that, uh, with a with a weird fucking senator who has no problem uh, not reporting sexual assaults allegedly, and is a a, a douchebag, um, and a governor who loves guns but hates gays, weed, minorities, and women, you know, have at it. I guess right. It's just that. I don't understand the the marketing behind it. Apparently, it's it's like Jobs Ohio or Ohio Jobs, which is a state uh, department spending upwards of twenty five million dollars. Twenty five million advertising Ohio, and again, they're in weird fucking places. There's a there's a fucking shitty billboard, like, uh, right down the street from the breakfast place that we go every weekend. And it's just Ohio. It's red. It says Ohio in black font. And then in the red, it's talking about the corporate tax rate. It's like, buddy, you're in the fucking center of Abington. You think anybody gives a fuck about the corporate tax rate in Ohio? Who's in charge here? What what the fuck's going on? I don't, I don't understand it. Who are the odd wizards who came up with this one? That is right. Gripe number three. Christians. We Regular visitors to three gripes, Christians. But this time, uh, because of something that really, really fucking pissed me off. You see that fucking video of 
these people on a plane. Multiple people, including one gentleman with a fucking guitar, on the plane, in the air, singing Jesus tunes. Really now. It's honestly one of the more infuriating things I've seen of late. But I can't be surprised because uh, these people pushing this shit in strangers' faces are some of the most insufferable assholes on earth. You're 35,000 feet in the air, and that's the stunt you pull? On Seriously. What makes, what makes somebody on an airplane stand up, grab a guitar, and start singing? Like... The thing that the thing that kills me, right? Let's say I'm not even going to use the obvious uh, if they if they were a Muslim, I'm not going to use that one. Let's just say they're I'm trying to think of like a let's say they're Hari Krishnas, for example. <laughs> let's say they're Hari Krishnas and. They're on a plane, and let, let, there's about, I don't know, a dozen or so of them. And they stand up, and they start, you know, walking up and down the aisle, or standing in their seats, and they're singing songs. What do you think would fucking happen? That plane would have been fucking spun around and right back to where they fucking took off from before you could fucking say Hare Krishna. But, I mean, you're inside of a fucking steel tube doing this. Or a steel tomb, depending on how things play out. Because it it, it blows my mind that somebody didn't stand up and fucking take that goddamn guitar and smash it over the dude's head. I have to believe that this was either like a, a private charter. But I'm guessing it, that wasn't it, because... You know, there were some people just sitting there, dumbfounded, in the video. One guy specifically is just sitting there. He looks at the camera. He's like, what the fuck is going on? But my guess is that of the 120 or so people that are on the plane, half of them were probably with this group. So, so everyone's shitting on them, right? And it just gives... Uh, it just gives these people a chance to do the one thing that they love doing literally more than anything else, and that's cry about being uh, persecuted and how America hates Jesus. The response is crazy, and you see it all the time. Anytime Christianity or Christians get shit on for being stupid, they love to fucking whine and kick and scream about it. Please, shut the fuck up. Most of the problems on planet Earth have stemmed from you fucking people. That's right, you people. And now you're going to try to pull this shit. Apparently, it's happened a couple times since. People getting up, singing fucking uh, God songs on a fucking plane. Uh Uh-uh, uh-uh. No fucking way. I need someone to knock somebody's fucking block off if this keeps up. I am the last person that's going to say, well, if you fucking do this, I'll punch you in the face. But man, oh man. God help me if I'm on a plane when something like this happens. Because I may not be able to restrain myself because it is just so goddamn stupid. Go fuck yourself. All right, that's it for the show. It's uh, gone on too long. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, Again, no value to the program today. I am actually working on guests, and I say that all the time, but fingers crossed, hopefully something comes of it. Um, We shall see. I'm not counting on it, but you never know. Stranger things have happened. In the meantime, I ask that you uh, visit my Instagram page, at ComplaintsPod, my Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod. You can go to my YouTube page, uh, but uh, there's nothing there. Uh, you can go to my Twitch channel, but there's uh, nothing there either. You can go to my TikTok page, but there's nothing there either. I am a terrible, terrible podcast host. I've said this a thousand times. Hashtag world's worst podcast. 
Uh, what else? What else do I have? Oh, I have a Facebook page, but seriously, fuck Facebook. Um, I have a blog. Try to post every Friday. You can check that out. Uh, it's at complaintsandobservations.com. Uh, you can email me, showmail at complaintsandobservations.com if you want to chit-chat, talk, whatever. Um, most of you I'll answer. Most of you I won't. Uh, I do have a voicemail line, 617-657-4736. You can call in and literally say anything. You can say anything. Just call, leave a message, say hey, say what's up. You know, I know I'll hear from Andrew and he'll bring the fucking heat. Because he's good like that. I'll hear from Donnie because he's good like that. Which, by the way, uh, hopefully some new music from The Quiet Violent soon. Fingers crossed. We shall see. Um, what else? Uh, nothing. Nothing else. But listen, uh, take care of yourself. Thank you for coming. Tell your friends. Tell your moms. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.